Hey there, this is Pam Perry, and we are here for another episode of Get Out There and Get Known Podcast. And I have a guest today that will be talking about how to really just get out there. And it has to do with three Ps. Uh, I like P's. I've got a couple of them in my name, and actually they were in my maiden name as well, Pam Pratt Perry. That's a lot of P's. But we're going to be talking about positioning, partnering, and creating profit. So right after this, tune in. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey there. So, you know, one of the things about uh, public relations is that the word relations is in it, right? Relationships. So really, you find most PR people are very relational they love uh, talking to people. It really can't be in PR if you don't like people, right? Because the first word is public. So you can't really be an introvert and like public relations. <laughs> I guess you could, but it would be a struggle. But one of the things that I really want to talk about today, and so many people in the social media world today think everything is all about online, but really relationships are developed offline. Uh, this person here, Roberto, he has been in business since about 2008 or nine or so. And obviously the social media world was just kind of really in full swing. I guess you would say it was in this toddler age. Right now it's like in this teenage age. And so a lot of times you just have to build relationships. And I call it really like having a good um, emotional intelligence, right? You heard of like, uh, what is your uh, IQ? But really, it's more about what is your EQ and really reading the temperament of people, having empathy for people, uh, learning how to listen, caring, truly caring about people. And so many times in this world where we're talking about uh, getting out there, getting known, people think it's all about me, 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 me. Well, this gentleman, Roberto, really knows that it's all about really collaboration. Collaboration is the new black. You hear people say that all the time, but he's been walking that way before people coined that term, that hashtag. And so with that, I'm going to bring up Roberto so we can hear a little bit about why he's so passionate about partnerships. There you go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Roberto, I didn't want to pause. That's your last name. So can you pronounce it for us, please? Absolutely. So it can be Candelaria, it can be Candelaria, just anything but late for dinner. Anything but okay. late for dinner and we're good. <laughs> good. So Candelaria. So I like that. I saw that and I was like, I don't want to mess it up because <laughs> I don't like when people mess my name up. So really, you know, like if my name is Pam, don't call me Pat. Okay. I get really offensive. It's like, no, it's not Pat. It's Pam. Okay. And uh, so anyway, so I just wanted to make sure that they said that. So we met and I let people know that we met and we're, I'm going to be seeing you soon in a couple of weeks or, mm -hmm. or so. In December, but we met at an event here in Detroit. And yeah. I just want to tell you full out, when I met you, you had so much energy. I immediately <laughs> had that magnetism. You were very authentic. I really like your story. 
Um, it, in a way, it, it kind of made me cry, but I, I, you know, but I'm just, I cried on over everything, commercials. Uh, but I like the fact that you're very authentic. You've built a, um, a very successful business and you're doing it in a lifestyle that you enjoy. Sometimes people have businesses and then they don't have a life they enjoy. And it's like, okay, so mm. what's the point? You chose that. So tell us how you started into this journey of entrepreneurship and really talking about partnerships and relationships and why that's so important to you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you for having me. You know, I would say that when this started, it I didn't know that it was going to be about partnerships. I didn't know that it was going to be about now, you know, when we talk about position partner profit, that wasn't the start. That is the evolution to where we are today. When this started was 2009, I was in the middle of 11 surgeries in 18 months for some medical stuff. And I couldn't keep a job <laughs> because we're when you're under anesthesia and you're at the doctor and you got the follow-up appointments, I couldn't keep a job. And so entrepreneurship, I say like, I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship found me because I wanted to eat and I wanted to live indoors and I couldn't keep a regular job. And so having the medical trials that I had was the biggest blessing because it allowed me to find entrepreneurship and for entrepreneurship to find me because listen, I was happy making a salary. I was happy clocking in and out. I was happy having benefits and not working 80, 90 hours a week, wondering if like what I was going to make that month. Mm. And so entrepreneurship though at the same time is really what saved me. Mm. And you know, I didn't know it was called entrepreneurship. So let's also be clear. I knew that I wanted to live indoors, that I liked running water, that I liked electricity, and I liked food, and that all of those things cost money. I also knew that in the middle of these surgeries, in the middle of these operations, that, you know, you can only ask off so many times before they just like, we're not going to do this. Yeah. And so I actually came across my first, very first business was actually securing partnerships and sponsorships for nonprofit organizations. Oh, cool. um, I named it wrong, which there's a whole PR lesson in that, y'all. Like, so the, <laughs> my very first company, y'all gonna laugh, the name was called Human Returns. Yeah. Why Human Returns? Because I was like, well, in the nonprofit world, the only returns we get are the lives we change. Y'all, everybody thought my company was called Human Remains. It was the worst. Yeah, it, name it, does, it does sound ever. Like it was awful. <laughs> People are like, what you do with human remains? Are you a crematorium? And I'm like, no, oh, Jesus, we need to fix this. You got to get a better brand. <laughs> and, but again, I didn't know. But what I knew was I had a skill. I had a talent that mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to live indoors, that I wanted to be able to eat. With and the dogs. <laughs> with the dogs who, of course, because we were recording, decided that you know, they're going to be celebratory and festive, but it gave me the opportunity to say, there's something more for me. Mm. There's something that I want. And I went out and did it without being perfect. Mm. I didn't have the option to be perfect. I had the option to, to live indoors and to eat. And I think that as entrepreneurs, sometimes we so worry about getting it right that we don't make a decision. And realize that not making a decision is a decision. Like that's still a choice. That is. And you and, should, and, and the whole name of the podcast is get out there. Because so many people <laughs> want to get out there. 
people just get out there. You can course correct as mm -hmm. you go. And yes. perfection is not better than completion. Completion is better than perfection. So mm -hmm. I love when you, you said that you're just going to have a business. Um, I've got some skills. I'm going to uh, share or really my skill set with nonprofits. Um, you had a heart for nonprofits because that was just something that you just really wanted to work with in that industry. Yeah. Because they're, they're changing lives. That's really, it, you mm -hmm. know, you have you like people, so you wanted people to have better lives and change lives. And then during the midst of all of your medical challenges and things like that, you decided that, hey, I'm going to try this entrepreneurship. <laughs> and I remember, Roberto, the I remember at a young age, I wanted to own my own agency. And I really wanted to be, it was because I read a book when I was in high school. I really wanted to be <laughs> And I thought that would be cool. I want to be a copywriter, a creative director, something like that. I mean, you know, I didn't know any black people that had ad agencies at that time. I, you know, I I just I just thought that would be cool. And that was always in the back of my mind. Well, you know, my mother and father, they were like, you need to go get you a good job. So I worked <laughs> and worked. But it wasn't until you, we start working mm. and we develop skills. And we don't realize that we could take these skills from the from where we're at and then actually put them in the marketplace. And I didn't right. try to do that until I read a book called um, it was a long time ago. And it was like how to make a living without a job. Yeah. And it was it was it was really life changing for me because I realized that I had skills I could write. Mm -hmm. I kind of like you, I could do fundraising. So fundraising is really, you know, raising money for nonprofits and, 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 and that sort of thing. I, um, you know, could do a lot of things that were in the communication field because my degree was in journalism. So I was like, okay, I could do newsletters. I could, I mean, it was like a lot of, yeah, high, this. High, yeah a lot of hodgepodge things, but I didn't realize it was entrepreneurship. What I liked was the fact that this is making a living without a job, because at that point mm -hmm. I married, had a daughter and I didn't want to be tied. I wanted flexibility. That was really yes. my mission. I wanted flexibility. Absolutely. So, so being a publicist was something that it's like, okay, well, instead of doing it for companies, I was director of public relations for the Salvation Army. Instead of doing it for companies and, and, and that sort of thing, I said, I can do them for and select clients that I would like to work with. That's how Absolutely. it started. Didn't even realize what that was. This was in 2000. Right? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that's what you really call this, you know, because then it was like, well, where is your office going to be? I says, I just need a computer. I'm going to work from mm -hmm. home. Like, you know, work from home. You don't have a real company. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, yeah, 20 years later, I think that's like pretty much the norm now. You know, and it, and it is. And it's it's so fascinating that, you know, now, you know, in 2022, like we live in such a day and age where anybody that has a skill set, anybody that has a gift or a talent that they do not have to choose between connection and community and profits at like anymore. Like mm. we, we live in a day and age where like, you know, you're in Detroit, I'm in Austin. I'm clearly at home because the dogs just went and had their little way. That means somebody probably dropped off a package. But, you know, it's one of those things where we live in a world today where, like, people used to, like, th there was a time where relationships were all offline. 
we found ourselves either at the church or the schoolhouse or the PTA meetings or wherever there was a networking opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then for a period of time, you know, we went completely online. Then we got to this hybrid part where, it were, you know, relationships and connectivity were online and offline. But then with the pandemic, we ended up in this place again where it almost, people would say it took us back. But mm-hmm. one of the things that COVID did was it became a great opportunity for those that had built genuine relationships online and offline to continue that conversation and that connection and that community online and also allowed people like, you know, you were just talking about like, I, I wanted to have a business, but I wanted to be able to raise my daughter. Mm-hmm. I wanted this. And so COVID became this as real of a disease and pandemic as it was, it also became such a beautiful equalizer to allow entrepreneurs to realize there is a way to be home, to make money. You don't got to be on the road every week. You don't got to be on the stage speaking 200 times a year. Mm-hmm. Like there's a way to still serve, still have relationships, connection, and build a profitable business in a way that you love. And I think that that's something that enough entrepreneurs don't thank COVID for, was for the opportunity to realize we could do what we do in a different way and serve even more people by being open to technology and connection and really rebuilding and reactivating relationships. And it was just so beautiful to see um, all of that happened as, as awful as the disease was and as the human lives lost were in business, it was so beautiful to see people get back to the core of relationships and realize that like, we can't do this alone. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in the media. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we <laughs> are, are thinking that, oh, I want to be in such and such newspaper. I want to get in this magazine. I want to be on this radio show on this podcast. And a lot of times it is about who you know, not what you know. <laughs> we hear that all the time. And it's, it comes from being nice, being cordial to people offline and online. And I always tell this to people a lot of times that, you know, my clients or whatever that will come to me and it says, well, I want to be on such and such. <laughs> well, do you follow them on social media? Do you know the reporters personally, like maybe on Twitter? Do you retweet their things? Do you like their pages? I mean, mm-hmm. the same etiquette it takes to be nice to someone in person is the same way that you should be nice Absolutely. to people online. And I just think that it's it because of the, the vastness of information we have, people are choosing to ignore a lot. They're ig- ignoring the information, but really they're ignoring people. And mm-hmm. I want people to really come back to not just ignoring people, to make a list of people that you really want to stay in contact with. And if nothing else, you know, just check in on them from their LinkedIn posts or their Instagram posts or their lives or whatever it is, you know, open up their emails and reply back to them. I mean, it's, they're real people on the other end of the computer. Absolutely. And that's what, that's the whole point of really partnerships because most of the, Roberta, most of the people that I do business with today, I have not met in person. Uh, I feel you. There's one right there. There's right there. There's Dr. Bisa. Dr. Bisa is in Atlanta and she's a client of mine. And we haven't met in person, but we met online. So, but if I do meet her in person, I'm going to be the same person I am online, which she said. Exactly. 
be cordial to people online and offline. And that's really, really key. She's actually in the nonprofit world as well. She runs a nonprofit okay. and does a lot of, uh, she has a book here, just shameless plug here. She just happened to show a copy. <laughs> <laughs> 10 professional ways to supplement your teaching salary, right? It's it's, it's like one of those, mm-hmm. those things. And you were just saying that you had skills. So what other ways did you learn to be an entrepreneur? What other, they call it streams of income or expertise, did you monetize? Or how did you partner with people in order to bring in um, income for your for your lifestyle yeah. that you wanted, you and your family wanted to live? Well, you know, and so at the time I was single. And I think that when you're single is now, listen, I'm not saying don't do nothing. If you married or in a relationship, let's be clear. That's not what I said. But when you single, there's the ability, at least in my head, there was to be able to take bigger risk because it was just me. Yeah. Right. It was like, I can always go crash on someone's couch if I need to. (laughs) Like, but you ain't rolling up with, you know, a spouse and three kids and five dogs <laughs> to somebody's Mm-mm. house. Mm-mm. And so for me, it was learning. And, you know, podcasts weren't such a big thing back then. There was a lot of instant teleseminar. A lot of we called in on the phone conference lines oh, yeah. to listen to people. Love and, you know, a lot of it was, you know, 1-800 free conference call lines. And <laughs> I'd call and I would just listen. And I would learn. And I would learn. And so, you know, I'll start by saying this is that to the person that may be watching this being like, it's okay, like, great, like, I don't have a coach, I can't afford a coach. Listen, you can afford a podcast, you can afford a YouTube video, Thank you, you can afford, like all of this free information, there is so much information accessible today, this show at people's fingertips that if we're not learning, we just don't want to learn. Mm-hmm. And so we learned by by 1-800 conference calls. And I met somebody by the name years ago, by the name of Rick Frischman. Oh, yes. And, oh, I know Rick. The, okay. net, the book is called The Networking Magic. I, I like books. Yes. So the Networking so, Magic. Yeah. Yep. So like most people in this space know Rick. And I met Rick. It was June or July 2011. And Rick said, you should write a book. Now, at the time, I didn't know that Rick told everybody they should write a book. I thought I was special and no. I am special, but I didn't realize that Rick told everybody this. He and he's like, you should write a book on sponsorship. And I was like, Rick, ain't nobody want to read a book on sponsorship. And he's like, yes, they do. It'll be a bestseller. It'll be now mind y'all y'all. I didn't know nothing about the industry. I didn't realize you could sell three, three books in one hour and become a bestselling author. Okay. I didn't know none of this then. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody will want this. And so I don't know why I listened. And so I think that that's the, the second lesson here is that when you seek guidance, listen, mm-hmm. listen to the people that have come before you and ask, like, how does that apply to me? It may not be the exact same thing. So I wrote the book mm-hmm. and my very first book, Relationships Raise Money, I wrote in three days. Wow. Now, here's the thing that everybody says that they're like, wow, wow, wow. I didn't know. People spend six months, nine months, 12 years writing a book. I was like, man, said, write a book. I'm going to go write it. It was kind of like the four minute mile because I wasn't in this industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That said, it took six years to write the next book and it was less pages. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> but I wrote the book. I got it out there. And when Rick saw that I got it out there, it was, again, just a relationship. 
fast forward, and I don't mean just a relationship like like discounting. I mean, it was a relationship that opened the door. Right, right. He said, well, you wrote that book. Have you ever thought about speaking? It's like, Rick, I'm not a speaker. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you can get on stage and you know your topic. Like, come talk. Rick, I ain't ever spoken in front of nobody. Well, you do nonprofit workshops, don't you? Yes, but they don't pay me. People paid you for a ticket. It's no different. Come. And so he invited me to speak at an Author 101 University in March oh, 2012. Was that in New York? Uh, that was one in Los Angeles, back okay. when they used to use the Western LAX in the auditorium. Okay. Yeah. I spoke at my first Author 101. Jim Quick was speaking there, uh, Laurel Langemeyer, a bunch of people. And I get there and Rick says, so what are you selling? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean what I'm selling? He's like, well, that's how this works. It's like. I give you a stage, you speak, you sell your course and the percentage of it, because that's how I make money. I'm like, well, I don't have a course. And don't you know, I literally, (laughs) the day before I spoke, I have the picture, I have to find it, I post it. I literally sat in the hotel lobby and said, how do I teach sponsorship? And I wrote my first online course, it was called the Sponsorship Roadmap. And I sold it at that event, made more money in 30 minutes than I'd ever made in my life before. Wow. And I was like, this feels illegal. (laughs) But it was something you had in your head that you were just- Right. It was something here. Yeah. And so that's how the first online course was built. And I say online course, but here's the reality back then, y'all. We still- It's a PDF. And and I got it somewhere here. I'll have to find it later, y'all. But like, I had it out the other day because I was showing some of my students- we mailed out DVDs, y'all. We It was a DVD home study set that we then oh, converted right. to oh, an yeah, online right. course. Yes, yes. I remember the home study course with all the, Jesus. all the, all the, uh, yes. it cost a lot of money, packaging and mailing and all that kind of all stuff. All the things. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing that I learned, right? And I've been able to say this more succinct now, but back then, this was my first realization of there's more money in what you know than what you do. Hmm. because I could have never in a million years up to that point in my life thought about how I would have made that amount of money for something that I could have done with my hands in 30 minutes or with my brain in 30 minutes that people could buy and learn online. And that's when I really started to understand there's more money in what you know than what you do. I love that. Yeah. But that's when it grew to, huh? Well, I know other coaches. I know other people and I wonder if other people put you on stage and then you sell and then they take a percentage. Or I wonder if other people put you on teleseminars and you talk and then you sell something and they take a percentage. I made six figures in less than six months with this course. And then we just kept going and going. And what I would do is I would ask our affiliates, I'd be like, hey, since you've gotten so much value out of that and you know, we, we're about to pay you this affiliate commission. Do you know anybody else that needs this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just became, I became known as the sponsorship King, the sponsorship guru, all these things. And here's what happened. I didn't have the publicity budget. There were no Facebook ads back then. <laughs> there were no YouTube ads, no TikTok, no Instagram. Like There was Instagram, but it wasn't this. It was a photo sharing app at the time. Like literally the reason I just relaunched my podcast and called it relationships make money is because the relationships in our industry have allowed us to make more money than I ever possibly imagined 
there's so much more to make, but it's because we knew how to position ourselves mm -hmm. in the right space, in the right ways, mm -hmm. with the right people, and to build partnerships that were win-win that weren't just about us, mm -hmm. but seeing how everybody finds a way. And that's why I tell people like position partner profit. It's three simple words, mm -hmm. but massive results because as entrepreneurs, we sometimes think about ourselves. Mm-hmm when we really need to start thinking about how do we position ourselves to be in a space that we get the result that we want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if you're a speaker and you want to be on more stages and you're just sitting around talking with other speakers, you need to be positioning yourself with the event host. Yeah. Right. And so how are we aware of where we're positioning ourselves and for what? That's when the game changed is when I realized that you could do this intentionally without ads because they weren't a thing then. <laughs> yeah. And it just like the world just opened up when I realized, wait, I can do what I do. I can show up in spaces just exactly like I am goofy and all yeah. I can show up and speak very bold things. And I, sometimes I cuss a little bit y'all and I can do it. I can be me. And people want me for me and they want what I know because it came out of my brain. Like if coaches, speakers, consultants could get back to the place that they are worthy and capable and whole just as they are flaws and all, but they still worthy and capable. That's how we change an industry. That is how, and I didn't think we were going to go down this route, but I am real quick. That is how specifically as people of color, we show up in spaces and we be seen that we don't be the 5%, the 10% that we create. And I, this is what I want y'all to hear, but that we also don't create spaces where we're the 100%, that we create communities of inclusion and belonging mm -hmm. and equitability mm -hmm. because we cannot say that we want accessibility and equitability, but then deny other people when they don't look and sound like us. Right. Because then we're just doing the same thing. Right. And, and one and, of the things too, one of the main things you talked about Rick Frischman, Rick Frischman is um, Jewish. He, he, mm -hmm. he, he is Jewish. And a lot of times in media and in PR and things like that, a lot, I work for a lot of um, agencies and a lot of people in media are Jewish. And, and so it can't always be that I'm just going to talk to only black people. So we've got to talk to other people oh. too, if you want access to the yes. yeah. So, yeah. And, and you know what? And, and, and part of equitability, part of accessibility is getting to build the relationships and know what's important to them. And like one of the worst events we ever had <laughs> was oh. because I didn't take time to know who some of our followers were and the people that were promoting us were. And we scheduled a three-day live event over Yom Kippur. Rick was my biggest promoter at the time. Okay. Rick had an amazing following, but like you said, a percentage of Jewish following. I held my event on the, one of the highest Jewish holidays of the, the Jewish calendar year. It was like, I don't know why people aren't coming to Rick. And he's like, Yom Kippur. And I was like, what's that? I didn't know. Yeah. And part yeah. of building genuine relationships is, is learning what is important to the people that you're building relation with. And that was such a beautiful lesson for us. And I'm so glad that I got to learn it at that time is that it's not just about what we talk about, 
it's not just about what we do and how we work, but it's like, what is important in their life? Yes. And that, that was game changing. So I will never host an event over Yom Kippur again. <laughs> no, no, no. You, the event that you are going to be hosting is the beginning of December. So it is uh, not during that time. It's in Houston. No, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's it not, not Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, Houston. And it's a couple of days where you're going over, um, you have speakers, you're speaking as well, but you're going over marketing, you're going over partnerships. And I always tell people it's about relationships. And, and the mm -hmm. favorite thing I always say is those that show up, go up. And even if you can't be there in person, show up online. And, you know, I have, I see some people over here now, they're, they're showing up, Dr. Bisa and uh, Tanya. A lot, of, a lot of times you could just, you know, inboxes, start a conversation, have a virtual coffee, um, you know, listen, learn, see how you fit in, see where there's synergy. That was my first book called Synergy Energy. Mm -hmm. uh, because I just really feel that's really important. Partnerships are very, very important in order to grow your brand, to, to from there, grow your business. I mean, uh, my mentor, Dr. George Frazier says, um, you cannot be in business. I think I'm paraphrasing this without relationships. <laughs> he says, as a matter of fact, the business that you're in is about relationships. Absolutely. And said, if you don't have any relationships, you don't have any business. And mm -hmm. so it's one of those things that his book was called Success Runs in Our Race is the uh, entrepreneur. It was like uh a networking guide in the African-American community, very similar to, to Rick mm -hmm. Frischman's book, Frischman's book um, Networking Magic. But yeah. it really talks about networking, the importance of relationships. And we keep saying relationships, but it's really about caring about people, um, remembering people. And, you know, I mean, of course, we can go on Facebook and say happy birthday, everybody on their birthday. But when someone um, is... You know, especially during COVID, being more empathetic, there was a young lady that I remembered um, was a, uh, a, her, I think two, both her parents died of COVID. She was in New mm -hmm. York and they died in like April or May or something like that during, right after 2020. And uh, she was kind of, you know, down or whatever. And I remember she said that LaShonda Henry, who's a friend of mine and I met online as well, um, LaShonda Henry was the only one she said of all the coaches that she had coached with and paid money to. She was the only one that reached out to her like months, like a few months after her parents, both her parents had passed and said, are you mm. okay? Or how are you doing? Yeah. And, and she came on the teleseminar, teleseminar that we did a couple of weeks ago and said that publicly. And it was funny because I knew that that would be LaShonda. She cares about her community. She cares about yeah. people. Before we called it a tribe, we just called it friends. You know, <laughs> we, yeah. called it, we called it the people that we liked and people that we want to do business with. That's That was it. And so really caring and partnering and seeing how you can fit with someone to do something collaboratively, um, not competition. I, you know, even... Um, I'm a publicist, so there are like four or five other publicists that we work together on mm -hmm. things because we have different skill sets and we complement each other so we don't compete. Yep. And that's really, really important. Marketing people, branding. I mean, that you can't do everything. It's a billion people on the planet. No, we can't. And we shouldn't want to. You know, I like I work with other business coaches. And, you know, to your point of like catching you know, like, like reaching out to people, like 
I, it, it's impossible sometimes for me to reply to every single message. Right. Now. And yeah. I try, right? Sometimes it takes me a minute, but we, we try. And, you know, what I've learned is, you know, how can we expect other people to show up for us if we're not willing to show up for ourselves? Right. right. And one of my deepest friendships in this, in this industry and, you know, is Alison Bird. Mm. And the way that Allison and I connected y'all now, and here's what I want y'all to see. Earlier, Dr. Pam was talking about like, if, if you listen to somebody like engage with them on social media, all these things, right? I'd never met Allison. I'd listened to her, some of her content. And one day she was teaching something and I just remember hearing it and I was like, oh my gosh, that is going to change my life. Mm. Like that will change my life. And, you know, Allison was always talking about the time that she lived in San Antonio and that she loved wine and what type of wine. And so I literally sent her an inbox message and said, hey, I loved this last thing. This is what I took out of it. Um, I saw that you live in San Antonio. My mom lives in San Antonio. I'll be there for the holidays. Could I buy you a glass of your favorite wine? And then in parentheses, I put the wine. Yes, yes, yes. Paying attention and, and really following through. Yes. And wouldn't you know, she replied back and said, yes, what day works. Oh, I love that. And she's one of your closest friends now. Now. So we met then at that dinner. I just wanted to get to know her. Mm -hmm. But, you know, by like 20 minutes into dinner, I was like, I need to hire this person. And I said, I need to hire you. And she's like, well, that's not what we're here for tonight. Tonight, we said we were just going to get to know each other. But. If you want to have that conversation, let's have dinner tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I had dinner with her the next night. Now, five years later, we have literally, she's been a mentor. She's a friend. Mm -hmm. She is my sister. But it is because I took the time to send a message right. and not be worried about if she was going to say yes or no or not reply. Right. I showed up saying, this woman has something mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I want. I didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And sometimes we got to put ourselves in the ring because ain't nobody trying to push us in the ring because they don't even know you want to be in the ring. <laughs> you have to take that risk. You have to take the risk. And, and the risk is of rejection or the risk of being bored or the risk of, but you have to take the risk. You have to mm -hmm. risk in order to win. That's one of my other things. You got to risk to win. And so Allison, I still get her emails. We've known each other from the days of blog talk radio years ago. We were in the same, um, uh, circles. I think we were both doing body magic at the same time, uh, <laughs> different diet things we were always doing, you know, so I keep up with her. And so it's, it's funny that you would say that because there are people that you meet online and they are genuinely the same when you meet them in person. And eventually um, they become really, really good, good friends. And they're part of your, your circle. And uh, Kadena Tate is one of mine. She's a, a colleague of mine. We've met years ago online. Just, it's it's one of those things where it's more it's people behind those buttons, people behind the the absolutely the computer. You know, we're doing the live right now. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, we'll be a podcast and we'll be in all the different things. But I want people to know they can go and they can go and register for uh, position partner and profit. Uh, be part of that as well. They can also. Um, you know, inbox you or, you know, follow you on your social media. Mm -hmm. it, it, I tell people all the time, I said, it doesn't take a lot of effort, but it does take some effort. Absolutely. Okay? 
you want to get known, get visible and and have people discover how wonderful you are, you got to put yourself out there. <laughs> you got to put yourself out there. How will they know? Yeah. And you know, know, and I think some easy ways to do that, y'all. Like things you could do today, okay? Is, you know, like Dr. Pam said earlier, like engage with people on social media. What does that look like? You know, y'all know these algorithms and these streets be crazy these days. So you can show up for somebody simply by sharing their content. Mm -hmm. So share the podcast, share the live, right? If you see like um, Instagram, you know, I'm starting to do reels there. I'm learning. We ain't there yet. I'm learning. I know. But, you know, it's like when you see people, like if there's a reel that they do that you like, share it. Understand that a comment means way more than a like. Because mm-hmm. the comment is actually what lets other people see that, right? And so it's these little things. If it's somebody's story, specifically an Instagram story, you know, they love when you watch it. But if you really want to get noticed, especially by people that have those larger accounts, hit the little heart at the bottom because th- those are the only notifications that people get is that somebody liked the story. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many simple ways that you can start showing up for you and letting people see you that, that don't take money. Right. 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 Doesn't and, take money. And, and part of it too, is just having a, a really heart to, to just really genuinely like people really understand them, not feel like, Oh, I'm not, you know, the whole hateration type of thing, you oh, know, yeah. or, you know, if you're, if you're not good with yourself, cool with yourself or like yourself, then you will probably be irritated from a lot of stuff on social media. <laughs> you got to like yourself and then just know that everybody can win. Everybody can win. It's just, it's cool. It's, it's okay. Um, like their stuff. It's not going to take anything away from you or share their stuff. It's not going to take anything yeah. away from you. And that's really, really so important. Um, most of my mentors and coaches and things like that are people that I share and promote and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of you know, I promote my clients, but I also promote people that I just genuinely like, you know, that's, yeah. that's part of it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I promote so many other business coaches and people are like, well, Roberto, but, but you're a business coach, you're a profit strategist. Why do you promote all these other people? And it's because of this, like, A, there are so many people in this world that yes. I could not serve everybody. Right. So it is a disservice for me not to share competitors with mm-hmm. other people because not everybody will hear the message from me. They can, they're like, they're meant to hear it from somebody else. Right. Or it's a book. People can read more than one book. I'm not going to promote their book. Well, people can usually buy more than one book. Okay. So you mm-hmm. can promote this book and, 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 and recommend another book. It's, it's okay. And, and yeah. people really appreciate the fact that you're not always just trying to push your stuff. So that, mm-hmm. I just always said that if you really, really enjoy something, I think it was a lady um, I saw last night, Carrie Green had on her podcast and I just shared it last night. I was like, this is really good. I didn't even never heard of this lady before. <laughs> um, and I just, I think her name was Jenna or something like Stetler, Settler or something like that. But she was talking about how we need to just really build a business that and a life that we love, not necessarily mm-hmm. what, uh, the gurus say that you should have, that you should have a kajillion dollars. She said, if you, a kajillion dollars will make you lose all your hair and have you stressed out, then that's not the life you want to have. You know, so really it was just one of those things where it's like, I yeah. really like her message. And I just tweeted mm-hmm. it. I didn't know her. And I Absolutely. Just, I, 
thought it was good. So yeah, so that number one is engage on social media. What's what's another real tip to get visible yeah. and to get known? Is 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 to show up in spaces. And y'all, that's gonna challenge some people. Show up in spaces where the people don't look and sound like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have some of, you know, before COVID, our average event would be like 140 to 180 people. And, you know, coming up to December, it's a way more intimate event because we have people in Houston where we're filming, but we're live streaming everywhere else. And that's what we're so excited about is to be able to help people that way. But before that, right, we had, and we'll still have the diversity in the room, there's diversity in the speaker lineup, but that's because I am willing to go places where people don't look like me and sound like me and when you show up in those places, be willing to learn. Yes. Be willing to learn. You know, um, we met at Dr. Ruben West, uh, mm-hmm. Black Belt Speakers. But yeah. the reason I even met Dr. Ruben is because Trevor and I, I spoke at Trevor's event, Black okay. CEO Conference. Like Trevor. And where I met Dr. Ruben. But the only reason I even met Trevor is because April is one of my best friends. And April had um, was having an event uh, for her mastermind, had a medical complication, and she called me, called Trevor. Neither one of us knew each other, and she said, "Hey, I need you to come in. I'm having a medical complication. I can't teach my own event." Wow! And so, and you so and Trevor, I get there. You and Trevor met. And that's how you all met teaching. Yes, we met serving April's around around twenty thousand dollar mastermind. Because we both came in to serve her community. Mm-hmm. April could call other business coaches. And I'm listening to Trevor. And I'm like, this guy's good. Like, who is he? And then, you know, it was my turn. Trevor introduced me, had never met me, is introducing me based off of what they gave him. And then, you know, he had gotten a call. So he was starting to walk out the room. And we always tell the story. He starts to walk out the room and he hangs up his phone. He looks at everybody else in the room. He's like, whoa. We still don't remember what I said. <laughs> he goes, did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? That's the money. And he came and he sat in the front row with his pen and paper. Wow. And that's yeah. how yeah. and I got to know each other. Again, showing up in a space for somebody. We got to meet each other. Then Trevor invited me to speak at his conference. I've invited him to speak at mine. It's how I met Dr. Ruben. I met you at Dr. Ruben. And it's how we're here today. But why are we here today? Because... In 2017, a client sent me and April an email. A client who uh, has a Filipino background sent me, uh, a gay Hispanic male, and April, a black woman, an email and said, y'all should meet. April's going to be in your city. I went to dinner to meet her, and I met Dr. Dreon Birch. That's where I met Lamar and Ronnie for the first time. It's where I met Precious Bivings for the first time. Because a client said, hey, Roberto, you and April should meet. And we decided to say yes. Mm. It's all about showing up. So, mm-hmm. so that's the, the second one. And the third one I would say is this. Up. Is always, 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 always know that there is something that you can learn from another human. Yeah. If you need what not to do, <laughs> but you can learn something. Yes. Take the, feedback. Take the feedback, ask for the feedback sometimes, just even if you ask for the feedback will be good, but always learn from someone else. That Absolutely. is so, so true. And going in places where 
it's going to stretch you where it's uncomfortable, where people don't look like you. I remember this year going to um, podcast world, mm-hmm. yeah, podcast world in Dallas, and it was three thousand people there, and it was probably maybe thirty black people, right? Mm-hmm. And um, had a great time. I I will go again next year. And it was just one of those things where I met a lot of um, people. One of the ones I met was um, Tom Schwab. He uh, does the podcast ballet. Oh, here's his book right here. Just happen to have that right here. <laughs> podcast guest probably everybody's book. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I met this lady over there. She was so sweet. She was really interview connections. Jessica Rose. I mean, so. I wouldn't have met him if I hadn't gone. I could probably could have bought the book off of Amazon, but it was like, I got the book and we interviewed and we talked and we're going to figure out some ways to collaborate. You just got to show up. And yeah. so with the position partner and profit, you just have to show up. It's a mind expanding experience yes. to really learn from other people. Name some of the speakers that you're having. I know one of the ones is Audrea. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm so excited about this event y'all. And I'm going to tell you why I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for everybody because like y'all, I'm literally going to maybe talk about an hour, hour and a half each day. The rest is all the other trainers because even when I put on my own event, I don't believe that I have to be responsible for a hundred percent of the transformation of the people that come to learn, whether in person or virtually. So because of that, y'all listen, go to the link. You're going to see this Damon Oates. Damon is such an amazing human and an eight-figure earner, and he's one of the few people that I personally know that has figured out how to make multi-eight figures, and within that, multi-seven-figure brands in both the physical product space and the digital learning info space. Mm. And he really be teaching how you do that in the physical product space and in the info space, how you too can not only have your community, but actually monetize it. We've got um, Anisha, Anisha Yogg, I don't know her. She's a master brand strategist. She teaches people how to build their million dollar brand experience. And that it's not just about colors, but what is that actual journey about your brand? Um, We just added, they're not even on the website yet. Um, Zenobia Andrews is coming in. Um, I'm so happy we're going to have Zenobia. And Zenobia is really going to be talking about marketing from the viewpoint of email marketing. And she was invited in by our sponsor, Keep. Um, my personal attorney, like my personal and my business attorney, Shahara Wright, is also coming. Oh, and no. she's going to be teaching us how coaches, speakers, entrepreneurs are leaving money on the table by not actually focusing on intellectual property, protecting mm. our intellectual property, and then being able to license that out to other brands. Ah, so, that is so good. I want to give you an example. I want to be an attorney at one time. So anytime there's an attorney, I just always get light up. And maybe that's why I have so many clients that are attorneys. I, attorneys I love teachers. attorneys. Attorneys, and teachers. attorneys are boring, but attorneys will keep you safe and they teach you how to make more money. Mm-hmm. The good ones will. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's what's so key about this. I'll give you an example. Is So my husband, Warren, will be teaching y'all about community and really monetizing community. But here's something I want to show y'all is that some of you listening to this might be part of programs through Meta. So the Meta Elevate Hub or Meta Elevate Headquarters or Mm -hmm. other programs, the leadership circles put on by Meta. And you see that Meta be like, hi Meta, we love you. 
they'd be like, here's $500, here's $1,000, here's a few ad credits, here's a free certification thing. And y'all be like, they just, they, they dragging us along, but why are other people getting real checks from these companies? And it's because they have an attorney on their side that understands trademarks and intellectual property and copyright. So an example with our nonprofit Octonation that Warren runs, everybody be getting $500, $1,000, $3,000 here. But because we actually have trademarked Octonation, Meta now has to pay a licensing fee to use the name in their promotional materials. Wow. Anywhere from 1000 to 1500 to 5000 as high as we've worked with Meta on a $30,000 project because the intellectual property was protected. But yet we have so many people of color that are afraid to go spend $1,500 or $2,000 on a trademark and say, why can't we make more money? It's because we're not protecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so mm -hmm. excited that Shahar is going to be talking about that. That's what Because we just don't know what we don't know. And so right. y'all, listen. Y'all can go pay her three seventy five an hour. You can register for the free virtual event. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I ain't mad if y'all pay her because she a client. <laughs> just, so, just so that you can meet her for real, and that's the difference between active income and passive income. So the mm -hmm. active income is when you're actually putting your face in the place, and you're really just doing the grind. The passive is just having that trademark, and and it's like it's there for life, right? Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's so much more. Audrey is going to be talking about how to create uncloned offers. Yeah. Um, and what I, what I will also say about this, like what's so cool about this is with the exception of Zenovia, every single person, like when y'all go to bit.ly forward slash position partner profit, every single person you see on that page, Zenovia's picture ain't there yet. Right. Maybe when y'all listen to the replay later, every single person on that stage has been a past client of mine. Ah. It is somebody that I have coached. Mm -hmm. And this is what's so exciting is to be in a place where we can also elevate our students. And because I'm not the best at everything, I'm the best at what I do. I can bring in our students who are the best and not only allow them a platform to show how good they are, but for them to be able to come back and to be able to serve our community and also be able to potentially get clients out of it is so amazing. So whether it's virtually or in Houston, Y'all, I don't know if they took off the in-person option yet or not, because like I said, it's intimate. Yeah. But if they did, like, and you want to come to Houston, it's December 2 to 4, like, send me an email. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jump in my inbox. Say, mm -hmm. hey, I can make it to Houston, and we'll tell you how. Right. Um, but at least, y'all, like, we are making this level of trainer, this level of education so accessible that like, if you're saying, how do I position myself to make more money? How do I find the right partners, the collaborators, the JVs, the sponsorship? Why am I not making the profit that I want in my business? And you choose not to register for a free event that you can watch anywhere that there's internet, then, then, then you really don't want to. And then it's also cool to also acknowledge that I just say I want these things, but I really don't want them. Ooh. But if you do, like we can't make it no more accessible than free. Right. <laughs> you can't show up in your living room. Well, I guess you can't, we can't show up in your living room. You got to turn it on, though. But yeah, Correct. So it's actually there. It's like it can't be. And it is true. So, you know, as a PR coach, sometimes you, you want things more for people than they want for, than, 
absolutely then, you know and, and it's kind of hard that's kind of hard but i look forward to it it is going to it sounds wonderful just the people that you just mentioned right there I want people to see all the list of the people but the fact that your community are students and that mm -hmm. um, some of them that I know individually, I didn't know that they were your students and they are just powerful. I, I see them online and that sort of thing. And uh, the, I'm, I'm really excited just to come and just to, even to see you. I mean, you are you have so much energy and have so much fun uh, at your conferences as well. So, that's oh, yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to eat the people that come to Houston. Y'all, we're going to eat good. We're at the JW Marriott. There's going to be some good food. JW Marriott <laughs> got some good food. We're going to eat. And, uh, you know, I would say this. Tanya wants to know what is your IG, so she's gonna she's gonna scope out. It's my name. Too. It's my name. It's Roberto Candelaria. Yeah. And and, and here's the thing about being in the room, like whenever you can be in a room. So yes, if you can do virtual and virtual is the way that you can make it, sign up. Go to bit.ly forward slash position partner profit. And if you can be in the room in Houston, y'all, here's what I don't think people understand. And it's not about this event. It's about every event you go to, and this event's the example, because that's what we're talking about. The real magic at the event happens is when you're sitting at the table with the other people in the room. Yeah. When you're sitting at the lunch table with all of these speakers, you know, Dr. Pam's coming. So the other people that get to sit at the table and meet Dr. Pam, like they don't even know what they're getting to meet yet, right? Like with well, a real magic of an event is the magic is in the margins. I it's not what happens on the yeah, stage. I like that. The magic is in the mind. That is so true because you never know how really God orchestrates you to meet certain people at a certain mm -hmm. time. And it's always fun to see that happen. Yeah. And uh, Or even you meet someone and it may not be a person that you particularly need to know, but you know someone who needs to know the person that Absolutely. you met. <laughs> Like Absolutely. I'm the one who just said that. That's why it's good to really speak out the things that you need because you never mm -hmm. know who in your in your community will find someone or run into someone who is looking for what you just said that you wanted. So it's always good to just speak it out in, in, in a community or a mastermind or a coaching group, whatever it is. So, so I'm looking for someone who can or who has or, you know, because one of the thing about entrepreneurship is that we have to build teams if we want to Mm -hmm. want to grow, right? So, Absolutely. so, so one of the hardest parts about entrepreneurship is that hiring the right team. We talked about that before. Um, <laughs> so just really, you know, so do you know someone who has, and then, you know, you get the recommendation or referral for someone that you want to hire. You don't want to always hire cold, no offense to LinkedIn. I mean, you could run a LinkedIn ad and whatever, but you'd rather have someone who has worked with someone and says, hey, yeah, they would be a great such and such for you. And mm -hmm. those are the kind of things that, that I really, um, you know, I take a lie to. And then the same thing, I reciprocate to someone else and says, hey, you need someone who's going to build websites or someone, you know, that kind of thing. And then I say, I know someone who's really, really good or who could help me with social media. So you mm -hmm. really do, if you're a serious entrepreneur, you really do need to not work in the silo. That's the only way I can say it. Don't work in the silo. <laughs> You got to meet people. You got to get out there. Uh, people got to know your name. Uh, you know, Roberto, see, this is the thing. It is 55 minutes. So you know what? I might have to cut this in half. I just love talking <laughs> to you. You know, we only supposed to have been 30 minutes. Okay. So oh, I'm I know. <laughs> so that's good. Hear. That's good. But I just, <laughs> Dr. Bisa said the magic is in the margins. Love that. Yes, that is. I like that. The magic is in the margins. It's not always 
in in the part that everybody sees it's in the other part that people don't see so that's the part that i really really like so that's mm -hmm. so i want people to go to the bit.ly they can register for free um position partner and profit in your year with um the right um, positioning partnerships um, to make the profit in 2023 you know start out strong doing that you know just really be more mm -hmm. open-minded and i think um it would be really really good i um making the uh, the time to be there because i know i've seen i've seen him in person at dr ruby just electrifying just a lot of fun um you know i remember you were, you get you told a story about your dad i believe it was um yeah. yeah and that really touched my heart i think it was a period of time where you didn't work for a couple of months and the business still was just marching on you know and like this is Yes. So I, I've never shared the full, full story. And in December, we're really going to get into the full, full story, which I'm super excited about. But that's when I realized we were really onto something. Mm. You know, so we'd, I told y'all earlier today, or, you know, if you're listening to the replay, the previous episode, that, you know, I started by just talking to people being like, hey, do you have an affiliate program? I have one. Do you want to promote this? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And so between our programs, plus other, you know, things that we promote, like we have students on Entreport and Kajabi and Keep mm -hmm. and Keep's actually sponsoring this event. We have people on Circle, you know, all of those provide recurring affiliate income into our brand. And so yeah. my father passed in January of 2019. Mm -hmm. And y'all, it was like, so another exciting thing about this event is we did this event December 2018. We were going to start doing it twice a year after that. Three weeks after we did this event is when my father ascended. Mm -hmm. And I went through what I know now to be depression. Um, I thought it was just like, oh, I'm bored. I'm this, I'm this. And it's really what helped me become even a bigger advocate for mental health mm -hmm. for entrepreneurs. I mean, I say that every entrepreneur needs a therapist and a coach, both. I remember I reached out to you during that time because I remember I saw that you mm -hmm. were struggling because I, I, my parents passed as well. And it's just something that, you know, you just can't wrap your head around it. Everybody grieves differently. Right. And uh, yeah. yeah. And, mm -hmm. and I didn't know that it was grief. I didn't know it was depression, but here's why I didn't know. We had built a business because of the positioning, because of the rooms I had shown up in, because of the partners that we had, that my revenue didn't change even though I was grieving. Wow. Wow. Because That's we had wow. recurring revenue, we had recurring affiliate commissions, mm -hmm. we had on-demand webinars that affiliates were still promoting. So people were still buying our programs and I wasn't selling. That's when I realized the importance of these three words, position, partner, profit, mm -hmm. because I was grieving and money was still coming in. Mm -hmm. Now that was a double-edged sword at the time because I would have known it was depression if I had to pay the bills faster. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it allowed me the time to heal. Yeah. To be. Yeah. And that's why I am so passionate about entrepreneurs understanding that we can build something that works for us and have other people promote us and we can get paid and we can collaborate with other people. And going back again to we do not have to be responsible for 100 percent of the transformation mm -hmm. or the sales or the work 
or everything in our company when we allow other people the opportunity to help us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I, that's why I'm excited about this. Oh, that's good. You know, <laughs> you made me think about something and I can't remember if Rick Frischman was the first affiliate uh, friend that I had or not. I want to say Author One on One was an affiliate of mine years ago when he first did it. Yeah, yeah. but it was only after I met him because I was always kind of, scary about being an affiliate for someone that I didn't know personally. That was just mm -hmm. like that was just like I met you or, or whatever. So so most of the affiliates of the people that I know I have met in person. You know, yeah. Sue Harrison is one, you know, and it, it's just that's just the way I am because I just I know that if I feel their energy, I can feel I can I I get to know them. You know, yes. with, you know, like, you know, and that's just because I I pride um, and take such a, a care and nurturing over my community that I don't want to just put anybody in front of them. So that's one of yeah. it. And so you, you're the same way. And so mm -hmm. I just heard um, another friend, Donna's uh, friend, I think his name was Ruben, and how Ruben said that um, he has an ebook that he gives away for free. And within the ebooks are links to affiliate products. And the book makes money for him six figures a year. Mm -hmm. Yep. I have a, yeah, one of my and initial like, internet marketing mentors. I was Absolutely. like, Whoa. I was like, that was so cool. He says, yeah, we give the book away free. He says, it's a, it's a um, digital downloadable book. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's in the six figures a year for the, you know, when he goes out to speak and tells people in affiliate links and everything, I was like, oh my God, that is yep. all a super affiliate. And, and like you said, he could take off some time if he needs to or whatever, all of us need to take care of our mental health, take off the time and, and it's working for you. It's, it's the active income and then there's passive income. Yep. So you want to, you want to make nope. sure that you have a good balance of both, you know, so you don't burn yourself out with a hundred percent active and there's no passive. Mm -hmm. because as an entrepreneur you would you would definitely lose your hair so with yeah. that i just thank you so much is there anything else before we kind of get out of here today i want to thank um i see michael nimmons on here dr bisa tanya came on um to the live and people can listen to the replay is there anything yeah. else before we get out of here yes make a decision yes and and i don't just mean about this event i mean anything in life as an entrepreneur, as a human, if we can start to believe that when it's time to make a decision, that there is no right or wrong decision, that either way we're successful, that's how you grow. Mm -hmm. how you because learn. you will either win or you will learn. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can learn a lot more and win a lot more from what we learn. That's why I tell people all the time, you can win or you can learn. And just allow yourself the opportunity to make decisions from a place of either way I'm successful. Yeah. Whether it was right or wrong or yes or no or left or right or up or down, either way, I'm already successful because I made a decision like that, is, that that'll help you more than you ever know in business. That is so true. That is so true. And I always say those that show up, go up, just show up. You don't mm -hmm. even know what you're going to say. You know who you're going to meet. Just show up. You just yes. never know what God will have for you. So make sure that you're doing that and the risk to win. You have, mm -hmm. you want to win, you have to do a little bit of the risk. Okay. And so the bigger the risk, 
the bigger the win, but you'll you'll use that muscle as you go. Absolutely. You can course correct as you go. So thank you so much, Roberto. Thank you. Uh, and I will see you soon. Uh, the Bitly is there, position partner profit, and the show notes and all that stuff will be in the in the next episode as well. So thank you all so much, and thank you all for joining us today. This has been good. All righty. Thanks a lot. <laughs> all righty. We take care. <laughs> All right, so Roberto is the real deal. So hopefully we will see you all there. And I am Pam Perry, and I am out. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast, brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. <laughs>